0: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss Dynasty Strategy, Rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Uh, yo. How, how was that football game this weekend? Oh, wah,
1: wah, 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 wah. oh
0: man, I was so pumped to watch football. Yeah, no kidding. And I didn't watch football.
1: Nope. Now we got to wait till Thursday is the first game. I think
0: I can wait. Yeah, I can I, hold I, out. Yeah, I guess so. What's nice, at least now, is not only is it just some football. It's a ton of football. Yes. Got my Cleveland Browns playing on Friday, the Green Bay Packers. We got some Thursday action, some Friday action. Oh, I can't wait. Yes, sir. My wife's really going to hate me for the next couple months. And base. Yeah, you know, it's football season. I'm used to it. Yep. I wish I could just, like, check out. Like, like, like marriage was like a punch card. Like, <laughs> August 3rd, I was like, punch out. Oh.
1: <laughs> February 1st. I'm back. See you in February. Yeah.
0: Hey, love you. I'm back.
1: I don't think that would really work. But. Oh, tell sure. <laughs> it barely works now.
0: <laughs> what, what do you do with football? How is this going to work? Uh, um, you know, I like it, right? <laughs> don't you want to go watch something like real housewives or something? Oh
1: God. There's worst a, show. ever.
0: Oh, worst show. My wife watches all those. It's there's literally like, I you have to understand. Like sometimes I feel like when my wife sits down, she's like, how do you watch this stuff? Like if I'm watching like maybe like star Wars or even football, it has to be the same feeling when she sits down and she watches those shows. I literally like, I'm like, who am I? How am I married to this? How do you watch
1: this? I can't even be in the room when it's on. I just got to, I got to get up and leave.
0: Like how, I mean, obviously it's really popular, but how anybody watches those shows, it, it's my, literally it's mind boggling. Right. Right. So, but Hey, to each of their own, right? Exactly. Hey, I'm going to hate. There you go. Yeah. Whatever, whatever gets you off wife. <laughs> whatever gets you off. <laughs> Real Housewives are wherever. Yeah, wherever. So today we're going to talk about a couple uh, second year and third year breakout players that we think players that will have a breakout year.
1: Yeah, right, right. Big, big, huge jumps, basically, in their production.
0: So, yeah, I was going to play that song, Breakout, but it doesn't exist.
1: Uh, no, it doesn't.
0: That freak just, out. Freak out. Freak out. Break out.
1: Ah, uh, breakout.
0: Close enough, mm-hmm. right? Yep. We all sing the wrong lyrics to songs all the time anyways. <laughs>
1: Some more than others. Yeah, me a lot.
0: (laughs) So um, before we get into that, let's talk a little bit uh, Dynasty news and notes. As the season starts to reel up here, there's going to be a lot more news coming on. Right. Because people are actually doing stuff.
1: Yeah, man, this is like the the real stuff. Obviously, we're going through training camp, and the games are going to start this week. So this is when we're really going to start seeing kind of what you know what the coaches are thinking of these guys if you see a guy getting more playing time with the ones and stuff like that in these games you know, pay close attention to that kind
0: pay of stuff. close attention that's the biggest thing here and remember i mean pray to get through this healthy because people are going to get hurt
1: oh yeah this is the time when things are going to start getting nuts i mean things kind of already are starting to go a little crazy and i guess we can jump into the news and notes on on that eric ebron ebron had a big time scare um They initially had thought it was something to do with his Achilles. um, And that, I mean, that would have been devastating for this year for Ebron owners. But it turns out it was um, a bad ankle sprain. A really bad high ankle sprain. I mean, that's still not a great thing to be going into the season with your guy. You know, he's probably going to miss at least all of the preseason and possibly into the season, depending on how bad it actually is. Yeah. There's been, like, no official word on, on the timeline or anything?
0: Well, the good news is where I don't think he's going to miss into the season. He was even in a walking boot the next day. So he didn't have a really hard lamp or anything. He wasn't in a boot. So, it, obviously, it's not a, the dreaded high ankle sprain, or he would be in a boot. So I feel like I feel like Ebron's going to be just fine.
1: I mean, I think he, I think he should be, yeah. But, um you know, until that official word comes down, it's going to be kind of hard to uh, count on him. Julian Edelman got a boo-boo. Yeah. I mean, obviously he just got activated off the pup list. I think like this past weekend and then, you know, two One game
0: into it, he's yeah. throwing his helmet down screaming.
1: Right. Exactly. And um, it appears that he has also sidestepped anything really, really bad. But I mean, that's just what the Patriots are saying. It's really hard. They're, they're kind of like, they're very, very guarded about their injury stuff. So it's going to be tough until he gets back on the field and to really know. It's somewhat
0: what concerning too, the fact that you know Edelman just got off pup gets out there and practices, and he gets hurt again right away. We don't know the extent of it or how long it's going to be. It's not supposed to be serious, but I always keep my eyes on things like that. With oh, guys yeah. that get hurt and they come back and they get hurt again, like definitely the older players, because once they start getting hurt, it usually never stops.
1: Right, and and the dude, I mean, he's slamming his helmet. He's obviously pissed. He knows he did something to like tweak it or something, you know, he's had a setback of some kind on the, on the foot surgery. So
0: there's a little bit of, uh, Aaron Dobson news coming out of the Patriots camp saying, Hey, this guy looks better.
1: Well, it'd be hard to look worse. He hasn't done, it. <laughs> it he hasn't done any, he hasn't done anything since entering the league. So little,
0: little teaser here. He's not in our uh, breakout players. No, he's not. He's not. No. Too bad for him. <laughs> but I I mean, again, keep your eyes on him. Um, I feel like Edelman's one of those guys as well. If he comes out strong, cause he play, I mean, when I, he's one of the receivers in the NFL that I enjoy watching play. I and mean, the guy's just a beast. He gets out there and he balls out. He's an aggressive, strong receiver. And when I watch him play, every time I watch him play every snap, he makes a play on I'm like, Wow, I wish he was on my team. Like, I love the way he plays football. Absolutely.
1: I mean, he's a a guy that, I mean, he's not overly big, but he's not afraid to, you know, take on hits and and go over the middle and that kind of stuff. He's a man's man. Yep.
0: Yeah, he's way more manly than I am.
1: I could, I completely agree.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Whoa.
1: I don't know. I don't, I don't know him, but I, I completely agree. (laughs)
0: Listen, (laughs) is he a man? Yeah. Good enough for me. Good enough for Um, me. I feel like Edelman's a guy that I'd love too. Like, if he comes on strong. And somebody gets a receiver or something that I would like to get out from under this year.
1: Um, he's good. He's good. He's
0: on the list of I want. I'd want nothing to do with after this year for me personally.
1: I mean, it, I guess it all depends on the price. I feel like for whatever reason, Edelman's price is never like in that elite category anyway. Um, yeah,
0: you're right. You probably well, you probably can't get a good return on Edelman as it is.
1: Yeah, so it's kind of like he's one of those guys that produces really well, but for whatever reason, his his value isn't that high.
0: Yeah, I feel like he's somebody that kind of is, I bet would be undervalued in the dynasty world. I mean, he did miss last year from week 10 on, or he played in week 10 from so from basically missed six weeks, seven weeks of the season there. Right. But from week one through 10, he was wide receiver number six. Right,
1: exactly. And that's the kind of production you can expect from that guy too. So um, like we were saying, it, it it seems like for whatever reason, he still isn't valued that high though.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that is, I mean, last year, you're talking about, like, breakout players, but he, he's 30 years old. He just turned 30. But 30 for a receiver isn't terrible, even though we were going through our over 30 picks, and some of the receivers on there were very thin. But like last year, I mean, why receiver number six for the first 10 weeks? You're talking about guys ahead of Allen Robinson, Brandon Marshall, Keenan Allen, Brandon Cooks, A.J. Green. I mean, those are big-time numbers. Big-time yep. numbers. Absolutely. And for me, I, I feel like it another point i'd use that information to try and get out from under him and he would hold value to the point where you can make a stance on it at least i mean are you getting a 17 first no but maybe you can get like john brown
1: i mean you never know it depends on the team and it depends on um it is you know
0: it's hard to do it in a vacuum right exactly so it's hard
1: to just pick a player
0: but again i mean if you're a contender maybe maybe we go the opposite spectrum of this maybe if you're a contender you go after Julian Edelman.
1: Yeah, it might not be bad. I, I mean, I, w- I know if I was on a team right now that needed a wide receiver, I wouldn't feel really bad about getting him. I think you could get oh. another three years out of him.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't feel terrible about getting yeah. him at all. I mean, again, I'd be like, hey, come on, man. He was a seventh-round pick in 2009, and he's a former quarterback. I'm not overpaying for this guy. Right. And then another respect, I'm like, dude, he was wide receiver number six last year until he got hurt. You like Allen Robinson, Brandon Marshall? He was better. That's two weeks in a row now I've hit the table. You pound that table. Yeah, I'm going to break my hand one day. Show that turd who's boss. More news Mm -hmm. going on. Our friend Thomas Rawls is off the pup.
1: Off the pup, man. Mm -hmm. So that was um, really good news for Rawls' owners. Um, Obviously, there was a lot of just kind of speculation going about as to when he was actually going to come back. So this Uh. is good news. It sounds like they're going to ease him in quite a bit here. Like, he probably won't play this week or anything like that. They said they're going to ease him in. Right. So... don't be surprised if he's not out there on the field, even though they just activated him. Um, he probably will see some action next week.
0: And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. But if not, or if it still is, we we are two fellows that have been on the Thomas Rawls bandwagon since, well, since he got hurt. We're big fans.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I picked him up last year in training camp before, you know, anything, before he even really made the team.
0: And we'll be getting back to Rawls here shortly, so we we'll are going to really dig into him. He is on our little teaser. He is on our list of breakout mm-hmm. players. Indeed. Breakout. Breakout. <laughs> Next on the list, some news. News and notes. Jalen Strong listed as a starter. Even though it's weird, an unofficial list, which I'm pretty sure is done by PR people anyways, it's not done by um, the team. These initial depth charts, are done by the PR staff. So I don't think that holds a lot of water. No, it doesn't. Seeing that, Will Fuller was also noted today's lineup with the ones. But some news for Jalen Strong lined up with well, starters. I, I mean,
1: I think the news has been um, relatively good ever since they, you know, like, even came to camp and stuff. I mean, he checked in at a great weight as opposed to last year where, he, you know, the coach pretty much dogged him for being out of shape and, and fat. Well, he
0: came, in the, he came in the season in the dog house.
1: Right. So, I mean, he's down, like, nearly 20 pounds from where he was last year. Um, so, I mean, all indications are that... He's um at least the arrow's pointing up there for Jalen Strong, even though he had like a little off the field thing in the off season. I think it was like a weed thing in Arizona. Um That's legal there, right? Nothing wrong with a little weed in Arizona. It's hot, it's humid. I don't think it is, it's but it's not, but there's still <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Right, so come on, right, leave the guy right. alone. I mean, whatever. No big deal. I mean obviously he he didn't get suspended, so that must have been his first infraction.
0: And I know and I know we were talking before when we sat down before we podcast going over a couple guys that we had on our list and you had you had him on your list. But we'll get into detail, I guess, why I kind of disagree on that. But I do it's weird because I do like Jalen Strong. I liked him coming out of school. I took him in the second round of our rookie draft. Right. Uh three years ago. So two years ago, three years two ago. Two years ago. Yeah. Okay. I mean yeah. it was just last year. I mean who's counting numbers? Right. I mean, come on. I'm, I have Jerry Rice on my list of breakout players. Ooh, wow. Right? Guy caught bricks. Uh-huh. All right, getting running old, up hills
1: and catching bricks. In the old time machine.
0: All right. Um. So some news on Jalen Strong. Close to. It's really gonna be like. I know Will Fuller was a first round pick. And I know you and I are not huge on Will Fuller. No, we are not. I'm rooting for Jalen Strong to win this job.
1: I think he's gonna win the job. I mean, I I hear some actually some good things about um Will Fuller as well, but I don't believe him.
0: Is he catching footballs? Supposedly. That's my only concern. All right. Well. Literally with Wolf Fuller, I mean, he's fast. He's not a terrible player. It's just he drops 10% of his balls. That's a huge concern for me.
1: Well, I, I also the, I, heard some, dis- I heard some discouraging stuff about him getting off press coverage as well. So.
0: Oh, I did read that as well. He did have uh, some trouble getting off press coverage.
1: And the, the, Yeah, like the quote was terrible too. He was like, oh, up here everyone's kind of strong yeah you think i mean you think that it, the nfl cornerbacks are all going to be strong as opposed to you know like every other one in college i mean that's yeah. kind of weird you don't think people are strong here right
0: it's like going to the mr world competition and everybody's lifting weights i'm like mm. hey why don't you pick up that barbell well, everybody mm. else is kind of strong yeah. here.
1: Like, i mean he does have some wires for uh pipe cleaners for arms there
0: he but, is a little weaselly yeah so, yeah, we're not Will Fuller fans. Not at all. And guess what? It's starting to come a little fruition. There's not great news coming out. But it's still way too early. Way too early. We could be wrong.
1: Way too early.
0: We're right more than we're wrong. Yeah. I feel like we're gonna be right about this one.
1: Hey, he could be a fine player in the NFL, but I just I still don't think he's gonna be a fantasy.
0: Big difference, we say it all the time. Big difference between a fine NFL player and a fine fantasy player. Exactly. Uh Jared Cook came off the pup list.
1: He sure did. Um good news for him. I mean it was Kind of one of those freak accident type of things. Where...
0: Will Jared Cook be relevant this year? No. I have a, I have a feeling like he's going to have some kind of relevance. Do you? Yeah, I mean, Green Bay, I feel like Green Bay is always looking for that tight end. I feel like Richard Rodgers is just a guy, not terrible, but a guy. And Jared Cook has shown flashes of being that he can make plays. Uh I feel like that Green Bay offense better suits Jared Cook like as a playmaker. I don't feel like he does anything else well besides make some plays. He does have some drop issues sometimes right. as well. Which is a concern. It's a huge concern. It's always been that way for Cook. But I feel like in an offense, maybe he could kind of be like a sneaky guy, sneaky enough where like if Jared Cooks on a waiver wire, like I'm certainly picking him up for like a stash.
1: I would pick him up for a stash for sure. But I don't think he's going to be like a guy you're going to have in your starting lineup every week.
0: But it's maybe a possibility, somewhat long shot, reaching for the stars. Maybe there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow kind of pick.
1: So um. you're so you're saying like. So it's I'm a fairy like a, chance. a so like it's a fairy tale like the chance yeah, of him. Yeah. Okay, that's what I kind of like you were describing. Like a right dumb there. and dumber, man. So you're saying there's a chance.
0: What's the odds of a guy like you and a girl <laughs> like me one in a million. So you're saying there's a chance. We had a drop in there one time. I think early in the year, 2 years ago we had a drop of that.
1: I think you're right. It's Moving kind, on. Of, kind of ringing a bell, but uh let's If move. he's
0: on your waiver wire and it depends how, you know, it's worth a pickup.
1: Nice. Definitely worth it, worth a pickup. I, I would have thought that would have happened already, you know.
0: More news, Tyler Boyd is looking good in Cincinnati camp.
1: Um, yeah, apparently he's been flashing pretty much every day, just making, like, consistently making plays. So, um,
0: you know, every year I always say that I'm not going to let certain things or draft position kind of deter me from my rankings because when we opened up, we had Tyler Boyd pretty high in our rankings. Uh, we had him right there around, like, four or five overall. And we held that pretty strong until later, and then he kind of dropped around 8, 9. I mean, speak right for yourself.
1: There. I kind of had Tyler Boyd a little bit lower than that. You did have him lower. Yeah. Though. Me and
0: Mike had him higher. You guys had
1: him higher. I had him lower. That's I just, right. I never saw him flash a lot. He kind of was a guy that just was, he did everything like kind of okay. I feel like he did me.
0: everything good, not okay. And I think that's where I agreed where I felt like he did a lot of stuff, made a lot of plays, did a lot of things good. Not exceptional.
1: Nothing popped for me, yeah. I
0: always felt like he's a really good football player.
1: I think he's a good football player. I just don't, I'm looking for a little something extra, I guess, in my wide receivers than just a guy that can kind of make plays here and there. Yeah, but I'm happy
0: with like a a solid wide receiver three for five years. Like somebody that would produce it as like, even as a mid to low wide receiver three. If I have a good roster, he's my back end. I mean, sometimes you can get a really good return for a wide receiver three.
1: Um, I, I guess I would, he sir. yeah, I think, I think he can be that. I do, I just, I'm looking for more out of my wide receivers than that.
0: Well, we all are. Yeah. Depth, baby. Depth. Good news is better than bad news. I, I agree. So moving on.
1: Moving on. Matt
0: Forte has a little hammy issue.
1: 40 ounces of freedom over there has been out for about a week now. Right.
0: Yeah. It- it's, uh, I, I, I put him on the list with Edelman where Forte is something I am Definitely. And I know you did it last year by getting out from under him. Mm-hmm. Uh but he is somebody if somebody has like a running back injury or needs a running back, I'm certainly trying to move Matt Forte.
1: Yeah, I mean if say I'm let's say be, be, best case scenario is this hamstring clears up and then he establishes himself as, you know, the clear cut number one guy there. It would still only be for this year, you know? They would they would for sure be looking for somebody to replace him by next draft, so yeah, I
0: think- I, I, th- I agree with that one hundred percent. And Bilo Powell, they've said, hey, he's going to get his carries because he looks good. And it, at the end of the year last year, Bilo Plow, if I can say his name correctly, played pretty well. Right. I mean, he produced right. in the fantasy game. He was catching balls. I mean, I know he had um, from week thirteen on, which is when the, the starts of the playoffs start, right? I mean, week 13, he had eight catches for 91 yards in a touchdown, five catches for 46 yards a following week for a touchdown, and then your championship game uh, there, he had, well, seven catches for 54 yards. Those are all solid numbers. Yeah, absolutely. To go along with some catches. I mean, Bilo Powell catches the ball well. So does Matt Forte. Obviously, that's his forte. Yeah. Uh, but they, they've they already come out and said that they want Bilel Powell to get some carries as well. Right. I'm always, I'm always nervous about those hammy issues, man. They seem to pop up here and there.
1: Um, I mean, obviously the most notable guy that we always talk about is Aaron Foster with those hammy, those tight hammies, and that tweaks his back and his knees and all sorts of crap. So
0: Devon, Dave Parker's kind of fall in that category, hammies too, always man, popping up out of nowhere. I know,
1: man, it's kind of rough.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Like if you hurt it bad enough, it's never gonna go away, right? But do you agree? I mean, obviously you do agree with about not know, trying to get out from under Forte.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah.
0: Maybe Byelal Powell could be one of those guys that you can kind of get on the cheap. As not not as your running back two, but you know it's like a nice little stash if needed. Who might be if Forte goes down, even will but, produce you to help right. you win a championship.
1: Bi-week fill-in type of guy that can absolutely outperform his his draft status.
0: Bi-week by bailout.
1: By Bi-week by by A Little like bye that. bye.
0: Little bye bye. Whoa. Call, we'll, just, we'll just call him in sync.
1: <laughs> bye bye. bye,
0: bye. Yeah. Another running back making some noise. Tyler, Tyler Irvin in them. Tyler Irvin in them, for real. Yeah, flashing at uh, Texans camp.
1: Hey, man, he was a guy that I kind of liked coming in to the draft this year. You he, did? He was a guy that reminded me of um, a young Darren Sproles. Ooh, so wow. he's very electric. It's not, it's not really surprising to me that he's making plays in camp.
0: Speaking of Darren Sproles, they're saying he's looking really good at camp too.
1: Yeah, I mean I read a report that said that, you know, from one of the beat writers or whatever, that said that he was the best running back in camp. I mean, which isn't hard to imagine because he's there with Ryan Matthews and he'll know, be hurt sometime. He already is. Oh yeah, he is a hurt
0: already. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so
1: I mean it doesn't really surprise me that Darren Sproles is I mean it's him and 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 Smallwood.
0: There's a good chance Darren Sproles could finish as a wild running back two this
1: year. Right, Kenyon Barner I think is in that camp yeah. too. It's, a, it's like it's Wendell,
0: it, it's Wendell Smallwood, yeah, and Kenyon Barner. Right. Okay. Right. Exactly. Sproles
1: well, is the best one out of all of those. I mean, it's just it's.
0: And they signed him that contract extension. I just feel like
1: I can say that without even seeing a practice. When like, I go, you know,
0: sometimes you get through, I get through this business as like my on my gut feelings, right. and I feel in my gut that Darren Sproles is going to finish the year as a wild running back two.
1: I could I could totally see that. Which I is mean, a
0: quality finish right? there. And again, something could probably be had for really cheap. Going back to Tyler Irvin and then before I cut, him, cut you off.
1: Oh, sorry. No, no I, I cut you off. Don't oh, me. no, I'm good. I, I <laughs> sorry to you, sir. You cut me off so bad, I lost my complete train of thought. So. Yeah, mission About accomplished. Tyler Irvin.
0: You were a fan of him last year. Yeah. Um, he's flashing there in camp. Again, he doesn't have a lot of competition. Jonathan Grimes, Alfred Blue.
1: Right, absolutely. Give me the
0: fresh legs. Yep. Now, I think Lamar Miller is going to be a three-down, you know, workhorse, wonder, kid, superstar, top three, top five fantasy running back.
1: And that makes one of us in this room.
0: Uh, We all know your hatred for Lamar Miller. Uh, But Tyler Irvin, again, noise of him, news of him, blurbs of him coming out, flashing at Texans camp. If he could be his running back, too, there and get some playing time,
1: he will produce. He could definitely be fantasy relevant.
0: Correct. More people getting news. Mm-hmm. Kind of a shocker here.
1: Um, Terrence well, West. There was a Terrence West blurb and a spotting, I guess.
0: Yeah, we saw a lot of Terrence West here in
1: Cleveland. Yeah, he looked like crap.
0: He looked he didn't look too great.
1: No, he is a guy that dances behind the line of scrimmage an awful lot, tries to juke people out, and just generally doesn't get through the line of scrimmage very quickly.
0: Now, he came in lighter. He's looking good in camp. And I said, no, we said, actually, when he signed in Baltimore, we both said, hey, we're not optimistic about Terrence West. But when he signed in Baltimore, we said, hey, he's from Baltimore. He yes. grew up there. Yes. Which I think helps. It, it, not all. but it, it can help a situation. Right. Uh, to help you get more motivated because you have more people you want to impress. Impress. impress you know what I mean? Blah, and blah. You want to make him proud of you. To me, it's, it's news. It's the whole Baltimore situation right now. You have Justin Forsett there, but they're saying he's out playing Forsett. You got Buck Allen, who's supposedly looking okay as well. I think
1: Buck Allen's a turd.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think he's a turd Ferg as well. And we got our boy, Kenneth Dixon, who we're big fans of. Right. But if I was going to hold another rookie draft today, I mean, I'd probably bump Dixon down just a notch, a slight, very slight notch. Well, before we were saying, hey, it's okay to take him at six, right right around there. Mm -hmm. Like, now I'd say no way you would take Michael Thomas or him ahead of Michael Thomas or Sterling Shepard.
1: Right. I agree with that. No. So you yeah,
0: know what I mean, and the, the Baltimore situation right now is like up in the air. I feel like Ken Dixon can produce this year and help this year, but right now, the biggest name we're hearing here is Terrence West, and that's somewhat scary.
1: Um, that is scary just because we've seen Terrence West and we know how bad he is.
0: Yeah, I mean, I still have <laughs> I drafted him, so I still have him on multiple rosters in my dynasty league. So for me, do I'm you like, you kept him? What? Why would I cut bait? All right. Uh-huh. I mean, I just drafted him two years ago. All right. So it's not like I'm ready to cut bait. I mean, if I actually, he'd be on the list, like he's like borderline hanging around.
1: Right, right. But
0: I mean, anytime I draft a running back young and there's fresh legs anywhere, you know, after just two years, I feel like that's not good enough time for me to cut bait because you just never know. Sometimes, even though running backs, you know, right away, sometimes it still takes a little bit of time.
1: You took him really early too, didn't you?
0: Listen, dude, we're talking about the 2016 season. We're not going to dwell on the past. All right. I took him with the 12th pick in the first round. Was ahead it? of Devontae no behind Devontae Freeman.
1: I was gonna say it wasn't the twelfth pick, was it? Yeah it was. Was it?
0: Yeah. The yeah. last pick. I traded away uh I traded back. All right. I think.
1: No. Yeah, I, no, I, I had traded the, I had the last no, pick. No,
0: I traded away a tight end to Tommy with the last pick. All right. It was you, multiple you, years ago.
1: If you say so.
0: Okay. Listen, I don't remember. Uh, yeah. I'm in 50,000 leagues. <laughs> I can't remember the if, fine, minute if, details of every league. If you say so. I took him in the first round. All very right. late. Yes, you did. Hey, what if he starts this year? I'll mean, well, be who, Who's got the last laugh now? That's Turkey. Right. Gobble, gobble, gobble. That's right. Terrence West. I'm not overly excited about it. <laughs> but it's news. It is news. Um, More news coming out of Minnesota.
1: Um, Right. Char- yeah. Charles Johnson there, huh?
0: Now Charles Johnson, the uh, guy himself, who his rookie—not his rookie year, but his first year in Minnesota after being taken from the Cleveland, uh, taken away from
1: Cleveland—had
0: a really good, strong finish there in Minnesota. Strong enough where we thought, "Hey, this guy's going to be on the breakout player list." Right, and then just totally stunk up the
1: place. He did horrible last year. Uh, uh, bad enough that I had him on one of my rosters and just cut him.
0: Yeah, he's a free agent in a lot of leagues, and right now he's listed as a starter in Minnesota, which they just took a Laquan Treadwell in the first. Laquan Treadwell hasn't really done anything in the camp yet. Right. He's gotten kind of actually some bad reviews.
1: I have heard that as well.
0: Bad enough where I bet if you hold your rookie draft sometime soon, you could probably get good value on Laquan Treadwell. Which I'm not worried about.
1: I'm still not worried about it either. Um, Charles Johnson is, I would say, the quote-unquote starter for now, mm-hmm. and he may go into the season that way even, but it won't take very long for Laquan Treadwell, I think, to pass him up and, and be the starter opposite of Stephon.
0: They said they're going to they're gonna ease him in there. I see them doing it. I, I could see Laquan taking a little bit of time to acclimate into the NFL. Um, he's still a playmaker of my eyes. I'm still a big fan of Laquan. Um, I could see, I could see just because of what I've seen in Cleveland with Corey Coleman, I could see me bumping Corey Coleman up to number two, overall my rookie rankings, hmm. and taking him number two overall because, I mean he's just obviously we're here in Cleveland so we you know I follow training camp very closely, right? And he is absolutely just destroying it. Yeah, I mean he is making plays, he is scoring touchdowns, he looks great. He's already he's already running good routes, and that was kind of a big concern. So out of all the rookie wide receivers, he's making the most noise. He also, him he, Michael Thomas. he also
1: already tweaked his hammy. True story.: True story. So uh I mean, I mean, all good things before that, but unfortunately, now we might miss him for the game, and we won't be able to see him in the, in the actual game action. I could wait a week.
0: I can, I mean, he's I'm likely not, not going to play. No,
1: he's probably not going to play.
0: But for Charles Johnson, they'll no, go back to that. I mean, again, it's already a limited offense with Tim, Teddy Bridgewater, not really a pass first team or a run first team. And on the opposite note of that too, Stephon Diggs has looked really, really good there, uh, in the Z spot. And I like Stephon Diggs.
1: Oh, big time! I like yep. him
0: a lot. We liked him a lot coming out of Maryland because he was a you know he had all that pedigree with the five star recruit, playmaker, mm-hmm. and all that noise. So I think Stephon Diggs will be the number one receiver there. And again, then you're leaving number two receiving options in Minnesota to Charles Johnson.
1: So I mean, I know that. Um... I just kind of wanted to touch on what you just said about uh, the Vikings being like a run-first team, which they definitely have been and are.
0: We have Teddy Bridgewater.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm just...
0: I'm going to say Adrian Peterson.
1: I was going to say, yeah, they've got Adrian <laughs> Peterson. But they
0: have Teddy, too, though.
1: They do have Teddy. But, I mean, do you see them now with Diggs and Charles Johnson, and now they go out and they get Laquan Treadwell? I mean, do you see them as they are kind of, you can see the the light at the end of the tunnel there With for Norm Adrian. Turner. And do you see they do you see them maybe starting to ramp it up a little bit in the passing game? Because that's kind of how I see it. I think they used the running game heavily because they have such a good running back to mm-hmm. kind of ease Teddy into the NFL. And I think it's a great plan for easing in a quarterback is to like really it's kind of like the Ben Roethlisberger type of thing where they just they really ran the ball a lot his first few years. And then, as he became more comfortable with the NFL, they put, kept putting more and more yeah. on his shoulders. So, I mean that. I mean that may be the route that they're going with Teddy. And and I guess it's kind of to the point where I I I don't want people to kind of give up completely on Teddy as a as a fantasy relevant quarterback. Oh yeah, I definitely he's, would never he's, do that. He's not now, but it doesn't mean that he can't be in the next two or three years.
0: And you're right. I like to I, like, I do understand what you're saying about how they're. The way they're invested in Laquan, the way they got Stefan Diggs. And if Charles Johnson can turn into a good wide receiver three, why not? And you got Norv Turner there right, as well. And I like Teddy Bridgewater coming out of Louisville a lot. I know he doesn't have the strongest arm in the world, but listen, you don't need the strongest arm in the world to be a really good quarterback because tons of players don't even throw balls past 20 yards. Right. I mean, if he ends up, if,
1: he, if he ends up being like a Matt Ryan type, Matt Ryan doesn't have like a cannon for an arm, but I mean, he's. He's a good guy, and he, and he's fantasy relevant when he when he had all the pieces there.
0: Yeah, know? I mean, look at Tom Brady doesn't have a gun for an arm no, nowadays no, either. No, you know what I mean? Exactly. Joe Montana never had a gun for an arm ever as well. So yeah, I mean, it, it's still re- Teddy's still really young. So I, I I like that Big Ben comp how they worked him in, and of course they're a run first team before because you had Christian Ponder and Adrian Peterson. You're talking about two different spectrums of an athlete altogether.
1: And I think you've obviously already seen more out of Teddy than you ever saw of Christian Ponder, too. So, I mean, it's it's fair to say that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's fair to say that they can now kind of progress things a little bit, I think, for Teddy, it's where, a bit, where they never could with Christian Ponder. I'm interested or, or to or see where Teddy does this year. Like
0: I, He's he's on my mind because I've always been a fan. We had him listed as our number one quarterback coming out for a long time there. Right, right. And I am interested. He's a player I'm going to follow to kind of see where he, if he takes that next step here and is going into his third NFL year. Right. Yeah. I'm a fan. I mean,
1: he's, he's, he's not somebody that we're going to talk about on our third year breakout players. So I kind of wanted to mention him still, because I do think he's still kind of, it's, it's a, it's a slower, like a softer arc, but I think he's still going up.
0: Maybe like an Andy Dalton kind of guy where, you know, Andy Dalton has those years where he's finished as a top six fantasy quarterback twice. Out of his five years in the NFL, maybe Teddy Bridgewater can get there as well, where, is Andy Dalton, you feel somebody confident in starting? I know I had him on my sleeper list last year, but Andy Dalton has. He's capable of being started as a top-12 fantasy quarterback, and sometimes, again, he had some top-six finishes, and maybe Teddy can get there as well.
1: Right, I'm, I'm they with play you And the there. Dome, which yep. is always good always for nice. a quarterback. Yep.
0: Um, and then the last news of the day comes out of Cleveland that we have here. Terrell Pryor has looked really good in scrimmages and, and in practices, and he's listed <laughs> as a number-two receiver. and. Again, this isn't somebody that, like, we're overly big about.
1: No, I'm going to file that under the for now starter. But I mean, I, I, think, I think he's a, a guy that's going to stick on the team. I think, you know, obviously once um, Josh Gordon comes back, he's, he's going to be the starter opposite of Coleman. But I
0: don't think, and here's the thing that we've got, here's the thing with that as well. The Browns need somebody to start opposite of Corey Coleman, and who's also having a little bit of hammy issues right now as well. They, they need a big receiver. Terrell Pryor is that as well. And Josh Gordon right now is reporting a little bit out of shape. He's not practicing right now. Right. So when, when that suspension starts for the first four, four weeks, there's no reason right now that I would have any belief whatsoever that Josh Gordon's going to come in week five and just start. I don't see that happening now. If he's not going to be practicing beforehand, he's going to miss four weeks. He's a little bit out of shape. I don't see Josh Gordon coming in. And just starting week five and bumping somebody out of the lineup.
1: I mean, I I agree with that as well, Um, I guess, because it goes back to a point that I made a few weeks back where I'm not totally confident of of Josh Gordon. Playing? I mean, he's going to play, I think, but I'm just not totally confident he's going to have. Be a stud muffin? Not this year. Yeah, I I could see it taking another year.
0: I'd bake that stud in my oven. But,
1: (laughs) yeah. Disgusting. Um,
0: Whoa! Don't take it the wrong way, pervert. I'm talking it, about bacon here. I take everything the wrong way. <laughs> but I mean, Terrell Pryor is possibly again goes back to the issue where he might be on somebody's waiver wire. He
1: he is hundred percent on a waiver wire in one of my leagues.
0: Yeah, he's a waiver wire in one of my leagues, and right. I, I can't pick him up right now because we just did our waiver wire. I picked up Chris Thompson off the waiver wire in mm-hmm. this league, so I had an option. If Chris Thompson would have went, he was second on my list, Terrell Pryor, to pick up. Um, but again, he's somebody you should definitely pick up. As a stash, we don't know. We don't know what Terrell Pryor could do as a receiver because he's played quarterback forever. So we don't know. He's athletic. He's very athletic. He's big.
1: Listen, here's a, here's the a thing. If he cleaned up his hands, I, I think he could be something.
0: And so far, he's shown that in camp that he has cleaned up his hands, which in is kind of gives camp, me that kind of.
1: Right. I want to see it in games. I sport. do
0: too. But you have to start somewhere.
1: You have to and start this somewhere. Is where, but I've it, also read a lot of reports where he's got zero field awareness. He's catching balls two yards out of bounds and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, catch those balls out of bounds.
1: What's I mean, he just doesn't know what he's doing yet at the wide receiver position. I can't see the Browns starting this guy, no matter what he, he, where he is initially on this depth chart.
0: Listen, sometimes if you want to get frisky, you got to get risky. Yeah, I guess. And Terrell Pryor is probably a much better stash on your roster than some other turds that you probably have lingering down there on the bottom of your roster. Like a Ted Ginn or somebody along those lines. I'd rather just gamble on somebody young like a Terrell Pryor. Do it again. I'm not. We're not. I'm not saying this like saying this like. Oh, he's gonna be a stud. But I think he's worth a stash.
1: All right. Agree to disagree.
0: Let's agree to disagree. All right. Pick him up. Listen to me. Don't
1: pick him up. Listen to me.
0: I don't see you working for ESPN over there. Uh, it's because I, <laughs> I don't want to. True story. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about. Second- and third-year players.
1: Second- and third-year players.
0: Let's start off with the third-year players, shall we?
1: There is a significantly smaller group of those, so yeah, sure.
0: Yes, a significantly smaller. Now, not because there's less talent there. Right. It's just because it was so much talent there. I mean, you're talking about guys like Odell Beckham.
1: I mean, Sammy Watkins. Here's the deal. Brandon Cooks. Most of those guys have already broke out, so it's hard to find guys that are new breakout candidates out of those third-year players. And
0: it's a draft class we'll look back on and we'll love. Again, Sammy Watkins, Mike Evans, Odell Beckham, Jordan Matthews, Brandon Cooks. These are guys that are... Devontae Freeman. Allen Hearns.
1: It's just, it's a lot of players. It's a lot of
0: players. Do you think Marquise Lee could be a breakout player? No. Wah, wah, wah,
1: wah. I'm more leaning towards Marquise Lee finding a new job (laughs) than him being a breakout
0: player. I mean, Jarvis Landry was in that draft class. It was just, like you said, it's a really good class. Uh, It's going to compete probably with next year's 17 classes, one of the best classes that come out in just about forever.
1: It was, yes, that was the best class that I could remember coming out, and I guess we'll see on this 2017 class, to see if they can live up.
0: But let's talk about a couple of players that have not broke out yet. All right. Number one on that list I have on for me is Eric Ebron.
1: Totally agree with that.
0: Now, Ebron hasn't done much, but this guy was a top pick. I mean, he was pick number 10. He was right. a top 10 pick Absolutely. in the NFL draft. Top 10 picks at tight end usually translate to success in the NFL
1: they do man um unfortunately this little um achilles slash high ankle sprain thing is going to slow him down a little bit at the beginning of the season but i totally agree that he is going to come back from that and just have an awesome season i mean obviously the door got blown open when calvin johnson retired unexpectedly to really you know There's a lot of targets to go around, basically.
0: No, and it's not even the targets that I'm overly excited about as well. It's the red zone targets I'm very excited about. He's that big-bodied red zone threat that they need. And I don't envision Marvin Jones filling that role, where if Ebron was out, I could see him filling that role, but not to as high a success as Ebron. Again, tight ends take three years to really come into their own. And again, this is a guy they took in the top 10 of the NFL draft. And they're going to count on him to be successful. And he's going to be looking to get right into that new contract. So he's going to need to succeed this year to make that top money. And I envision Eric Ebron taking that next step to be in a top five dynasty tight end.
1: Um, absolutely. Breakout candidate for sure.
0: So you, you agree with that? Totally, man. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not really us. I mean, again, red zone targets, uh, other competition there as well. Jim Bob Cooter.
1: I mean, the Cooter. We love the Cooter. We
0: love the Cooter. Right. All right. I wish the Cooter was in Cleveland.
1: I sort of... (laughs) There is some Cooter. I mean... (laughs) I wish the Cooter was here, too.
0: He's a great offense. I like him as offense coordinator. Right. Me, too. This looks great. Warm. Right.
1: Uh, all right.
0: Uh, Creeping me out here. Yeah, this can go way too many wrong directions here. Yep. Jim Bob Cooter. Jim Bob Cooter. I feel like he's just somebody. His name's so great, you should say his na- name in full, anyways. Right. I
1: mean, but Eric Ebron's a guy. That he he caught five touchdowns last year. I mean, I'm not sure right off the top of my head how many um, Calvin Johnson caught, but I mean, you could expect a lot of whatever Calvin Johnson did catch to funnel his way. Yeah, is right. what we're basically trying. And also, to some
0: gar- garbage time. As well, right. So another guy on my list here, I have Carlos Hyde.
1: Carlos Hyde. Um, I like I like the pick there. I think that um, the only thing, I just I have to see him in like a game or two, even just even if it's just preseason, just to see how he fits in in the system here that Chip Kelly's running before I like anoint this guy a breakout candidate.
0: Yeah, he essentially, I mean, week one last year, he comes out to gates. 26 rushes, 168 yards, two touchdowns. So, I mean,
1: I think, you know, obviously the reason that he never hasn't broken out to this point is because last year he was nicked up.
0: He got nicked, and he got nicked up early. Right. And, and he, never really
1: came back and did anything. And obviously his his rookie year, he was splitting time. Yeah. With uh, Frank Gore. With Frank Gore.
0: And last year, he essentially, I mean, he played in seven games, but got hurt in that seventh game. So he only really played in six games. Averaged over four yards to carry. Right. Again, this team for me is just. So lackluster of offensive talent
1: i agree. I agree does Hyde almost feel like a forgotten man to you?
0: I do feel like he's like a forgotten man, and like good value, even like what I'm doing like I said, I'm getting ready also for the redraft season and I'm starting to compilate my top list for mm-hmm. redraft players, and i go, I go do a lot of mock drafts as well, and I see that Hyde just slips so far right and people are just Again, just
1: on, opportun- just on carries alone. Right. Who else is in that backfield? Nobody. No one. They have a bunch of no-name guys. Yes. And Chip Kelly
0: likes to get that one running back, focus on that guy, and feed him the ball. Carlos Hyde, I know there's some question about his hands, but I saw him at Ohio State able to catch the ball. Nobody right. could do an open field. And he's somebody that if he can stay healthy, to me, he's a running back one. Right. I think this is the year that Carlos Hyde if Barn, this is for anybody staying healthy, he's going to jump onto the scene saying, hey, that's right, you know what? He was our number one overall running back right three years ago.
1: Absolutely. This was a
0: guy that we were saying, hey, you could take this guy in that whole draft class that we loved. We love those guys. We were preaching, take Carlos Hyde at like number three. Right,
1: absolutely. And
0: behind Mike Evans and Sammy Watkins, we didn't have Brandon Cooks, we didn't have Odell Beckham, we had Carlos Hyde.
1: Right. And And as long as I see... You know what the kind of stuff I saw in college, and and you know up until he got before he got injured, in this new system, I'm I'll, I'm totally on board. If, but if, you're iffy about it. I'm iffy just because I the system fit, man. If if a guy doesn't fit his system, he's not going to change his system at all.
0: I feel like he fits the system. He's just going to really keep. Well, he's going to keep
1: ramming that that square peg in his round hole.
0: I mean, LaShawn McCoy carried the ball three hundred plus times in his two years under Chip Kelly. He's going to give Carlos Hyde the ball. And I think he's just going to have, honestly, I think he's going to have a huge year. I really do. I just think if he can stay healthy, their quarterbacks can't throw the ball. And even if their quarterbacks could throw the ball, who are they throwing the ball to? All right, let me, Smith.
1: all right, let me ask you this Does Carlos Hyde as a running back remind you more of LaShawn McCoy or DeMarco Murray in style?
0: I feel like he's more elusive than DeMarco Murray,
1: but he's not LaShawn McCoy. Elusive. Yeah, but most
0: people aren't LaShawn McCoy.
1: Right. So we uh, this is all I'm saying is we've seen those two running backs in Chip Kelly's system. Yes. One did really well, and then Chip Kelly got rid of him because he was freelancing too much and not following the plays, and one did really poor. Yes. So I just want to see what— Well, if you're
0: making me pick the two, I'm going to pick DeMarco Murray.
1: That, I, that's what makes me nervous is I think his running style is a little closer. to. I know he's more elusive than DeMarco Murray and can, and, and can move a little bit better than him, well, but— at the same time, he's not like little Sean McCoy, who did excellent.
0: But there's so. also reports of Chip Kelly coming out and saying, hey, I, Carlos Hyde does fit my system, and I do like Carlos Hyde. And again, I think he's going to force feed him.
1: Seeing is believing, my man.
0: I'm a believer, man.
1: Seeing is believing for me.
0: Well, he's high on my list. He's somebody that, again, in like my redrafts, he's somebody that I'm targeting. He, he puts me into my zero, run, my zero running back compilation because I'm going receiver, receiver. Possibly tight end, and I'm getting guys like Carlos Hyde, who I think are going to have running back one years
1: And I think that's a bit of a gamble, but I, it can totally pay off. I think Carlos Hyde is super talented. It's a system fit for me. Okay. And that's the only thing that I'm nervous
0: And about. I feel like he does fit that system right. pretty well um, of what Chip Kelly wants to do.
1: I'm going to wait till I see it in one game. Before
0: okay. I I, I I understand that. Right. that. That makes a lot of sense. And I think, he, again, he can have a monster year. All right. Monster So when I say breakout for him, I have like a lot of these guys where I say, like, breakout he's probably top three that I feel like re- like when I say break out like some of these guys like I think E Brown's gonna have a really good year I think Carlos Hyde's gonna have an excellent year
1: I can I mean I could totally see that as long as he fits the system I could see him having a monster year
0: okay who's the next guy on our list um, or last guy on the list for a la- third year guys a, yeah
1: our last guy of remaining guys to break out from year three uh, John Brown um I think he's kind of you know, piqued people's interest, but hasn't really broken, you know, kicked the door down into a breakout season yet. But um, it's
0: kind of weird to say he's in a breakout year because he had a thousand yards receiving last year.
1: Right. So I mean, I guess he is kind of borderline there, but I think he can do better. And I, I th- do.
0: I completely, this is a guy. I that- think, it,
1: I think it might be one of those things where, it, I, you know, a little bit funnels off, off fits, fits his numbers and a little bit funnels off of um Michael Floyd's numbers, and they are both going to John Brown, and he might end up being the number one there by the end of the year. But
0: John Brown falls in the category of me of somebody that I can hang my hat on, somebody that like I'm really, I'm I might like more than most people because if, again, if you've been listening to this podcast for years, I've been preaching John Brown's name since his combine, right? Mm-hmm. And when he got drafted in the third round by the Cardinals, it was no shock to me because I loved his combine and i've so for me he's done everything i ever thought he would be and he's somebody i came on the podcast hey watch for this guy this is the guy you want to draft i drafted him in all my rookie drafts Mm -hmm. and to me he is like a poor man antonio brown that's i could see him getting to that point i think i agree with you 100 percent. where yeah he scored a thousand yards last year he's not under the radar whatsoever but he can do better
1: yep i agree He can definitely do better, man.
0: He's a 1,300, 1,400-yard receiver in my eyes in Bruce Arian's offense. And we don't know what Michael Floyd's going to do. Larry Fitzgerald's where he's a target monster, he's not that big yard monster that he could possibly be as he used to be. I think John Brown fits that category. I like John Brown to take another step this year, and I really like John Brown in 2017.
1: Me too, man. I'm I'm with you. So
0: breakout, not really necessarily a breakout, Put a big step forward.
1: I think a big step forward. Yep.
0: And again, we're talking about a, a class that's so deep. We have three guys on here that we put in this list.
1: Right. That haven't already in our eyes, you know, taken that big step.
0: So we have a little longer list coming up next.
1: Um, we do. Going um, into second-year players. Second-year players. These are guys that, um, obviously were part of a you know halfway decent rookie year last year, um, or rookie class last year. Sorry. And um.
0: The rookie class is not as bad as we thought it might be. Right, either.
1: exactly. It was halfway decent. Um, definitely not as bad as this class. This class was definitely worse.
0: But you never know. Maybe we'll be talking next year about this class. Hey, this class wasn't as bad as we thought it would be either.
1: It could be.
0: But so far, you let's talk about it. a guy that wasn't even high on the draft boards. Number one on our list for breakout players.
1: Thomas The Rawls. Just came off a pup list. Um, obviously filled in marvelously last year for... Marshawn Lynch and and really scored a ton of points in the games where Marshawn Lynch was out
0: yeah he just looked great it's one of those things that we even said last year in this offseason like just go back and watch the tape it doesn't matter how many running backs that Seattle drafted or what other you know enigmas that they signed to extensions as in Kristen Michael the tape showed how good Thomas Rawls was last year absolutely I mean this guy was terrific 10% Ten percent of his runs last year went for fifteen plus yards. He led the league in yards per carry. He averaged five point six point five yards a carry. Getting right. eight hundred and thirty yards.
1: That is ridiculous.
0: It was ridiculous, and he's on a team where the offense is getting better that likes to run the ball first. They're a run. Doesn't matter how good Russell Wilson is, they like to run the ball first. Absolutely. And Thomas Rawls is going to be the starter. Well, Alex Collins got some first team reps. Whoopity do! doo (laughs) i like alex collins too which is good i'm glad he got some carries i'd love to see him be the backup there um cj brose i started saying he's falling behind and then you got kristen michael like we said right thomas rawls is the man there this is a guy who i think can have a huge monstrous year this year when i'm looking at my redraft rankings like i said before this is a guy that can get in a fourth round i'm more than happy with him being my running back one
1: so am i man um I actually, in the one league I have him, he's probably my running back two or three, okay. depending, depending on the weekly matchup, and that's just, like, icing on the cake, man, completely. So whatever I get out of him is really a bonus, but I'm expecting him to be in my lineup probably at least half the season.
0: He's only 22 years old. Right. I mean, the stuff he did last year, I mean, it really puts him into elite categories. He's somebody, I know he broke his ankle, but he's, that's something you come back from. So it's not like it was a knee injury or anything along those lines. Right. And I think, again, Barn, if you can stay healthy, which is hard for a running back to do, he's easily a running back one this year. hmm Breakout season.
1: Total breakout.
0: I think it's going to solidify him into that top category of running backs, and he'd fall into that hashtag two-to-three-year two window where you know I could write him out this year, and I'd feel comfortable. You know, no matter how good he is, I'd feel comfortable if I can get a really good return, which is the numbers that he's going to put up. I might be able to get like a 17 first and something else from Thomas Rawls, which is, you know, you might say, well, why would you trade him away if he breaks out so good? Well, this is a guy that you drafted for free, either in the sixth round, fifth round in rookie draft, or picked off your waiver wire. I,
1: I got him off the waiver wire.
0: So yep. where again, just the facts are the running backs don't last that long no matter what. So he puts up a huge year. Are you comfortable for somebody that did that getting out from under Thomas Rawls after a huge monstrous year this year? Or would you just go ahead and ride him for the two-year window?
1: Um, it depends. on the, the, the team that I have him on, I have a bunch of other running backs, so I might be able to get out from underneath someone else and kind of rotate him in more. But, I, yes, I could, get, I could get rid of him and, and feel comfortable.
0: Like Again, not just getting rid of Sometimes we say, hey, I want to trade a guy. It doesn't mean, oh, I'm just training him no matter what, but definitely throw it out there.
1: Oh yeah, you it would the it would definitely have to be the right deal. I wouldn't be just you know selling like fire sale like, hey dude, I gotta get out of underneath this guy. It's not like that. But I I, I you want
0: to de- throw him in the water to see what kind of what what kind of bites you are going to get?
1: Absolutely, because
0: sometimes you yeah. might get a really good bite because somebody's like, this guy's the next Adrian Peterson, right? Right. And if he does, if you get a good enough return, if he does stay good for three years, as long as you get a good return, you can't be mad at yourself. Mm-hmm. Definitely with this strong running back class coming up. Right. Again, I think this that's how good of numbers he's going to be. You might be able to really sink yourself a whale on that one.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the games that Marshawn Lynch was out, he scored 40.5, 14, and then like 19.3, and then he got injured, unfortunately. But I mean, he had monster, you know, monster type games without Marshawn Lynch in the lineup. And I think it's, yeah, 22.9 as well. So those are big time numbers. I mean, numbers that you can't ignore, basically. He's yeah, going to be in your the lineup. Yards after contact.
0: Right. The the plus fifteen yard runs can't be ignored. Right. Um, another guy in the list. Now this guy though, he's not cheap. He's actually even in like all these, a lot of like again I'm I'm going back to redraft here in dynasty league, but even like he's really high in the redraft eyes. Duke Johnson.
1: Um. Right. Uh, and almost a little
0: almost a little bit too high for even me because I'd rather just sit back and maybe take a guy like Geo who's comparable uh, that I can get a little bit later. But Duke Johnson, again, I think he's gonna take a big step forward this year.
1: Uh I agree that I I think the offense that he's going into is gonna be is gonna be a nice fit for him. Uh I'm not a hundred percent sold on him being like a huge like breakout type guy. I think he's gonna have a decent year. I think you're gonna be able to start him. Um but I I I'm not I'm not a hundred percent convinced he's gonna be like this mega star breakout no guy
0: but you the key word here is that you just said you could start him
1: yeah i think to
0: me that's him. a breakout can't that's a breakout cannon so okay. i mean you can start in your right. roster definitely at the running back position i mean it's very clear the browns are gonna be a running football team
1: that's, I, oh yeah. yeah
0: and there's i'm already seeing a lot of it in training camp of Duke Johnson slipping out to the slot catching a ton of balls and i think that's where his bread and butter is going to be he's going to fall into that danny woodhead Gio Bernard role. Yeah, he's, where, gonna,
1: he's definitely going to be, a. I mean, a, this is going to be exclusively PPR type of guy for me. Like, if, he, if, he, if you own him in a non-PPR, sorry, uh, it's not going to do much for you. Yeah,
0: and again, I'll do all our rankings and stuff on PPR, right. but this is a guy who maybe will catch 70 footballs this year. That's running, when it comes to PPR leagues, that's running back one almost territory right there on PPR alone. I don't see him getting, running a lot of balls behind the backfield. That's going to be Isaiah Correll's job, but if he can catch 70 footballs, and you know, have 800 receiving yards. That's running back one numbers.
1: That I mean, that is running back one numbers. I think that might be a, a slightly optimistic view on just like the overall Browns offense. To have a, I have a running back catch 70 to 75 balls. I feel like the Browns
0: defense is going to be terrible. I feel like they're going to be trailing games. I feel like you know, you know those running backs that trail the teams that trail in games. that have those PPR running backs at the end of the game in the fourth quarter. They put up tons of garbage time numbers. I feel like Duke Johnson's going to fall into that category this year. I feel like he's going to catch a lot of footballs. Not into where I, I don't put into, like, oh, I think the Browns' offenses would be great. I just think he's going to catch a lot of fo- like.
1: It could I mean, it could go that way. But it that's can, the way I look at it Go. It can also go your offense stinks so bad that the other team just runs the clock out. And,
0: and Duke Johnson's also a really good running back. I mean, he's the Miami Hurricanes' all-time lead in rusher.
1: Hey, I'm not, I'm not saying he's terrible. I'm saying I, I don't like You're the You're pretty Brown- much insinuating
0: that he's terrible.
1: No, I think the Browns' offense is not going to be that good, man.
0: I think they're going to be better than people think they're going to be. Okay. Corey Coleman, Gare Bear,
1: you're Duke re- and Crow. You're relying on a lot of new pieces coming together, man. It's going to be a, I think it's going to be a little bit of a rough year.
0: Do you ever put a puzzle together? It's all new, but when you're done, it's a very pretty puppy.
1: Sometimes, sometimes, but you ever, yeah. How about the first time you ever put a puzzle together? Was it kind of tough? Well, yeah. All right. It sometimes it takes a little bit of time is all, all I'm right. going to say. So, I mean, I think 75 catches out of Duke Johnson is a little bit of an option. Well, that's
0: my seal. Oh, that's my, All right. again, that's my ceiling. Right. And that's why I'm saying for breakout, you know, I wouldn't put on my list, but I don't think he's going to have 40 catches. Right, right. I'm expecting a breakout year. So I think he's going to have like close. Okay. So maybe it's like 55, 65 catches, which is still really good. It's still,
1: it, it, that's all. I mean, I, but I, I
0: expect breakout season. Like 65 catches. Right. I'll drop it down a
1: notch. All right. <laughs> I squeaked five catches out of you.
0: Okay. Another guy on the list we have here?
1: Um, Clive, right? Clive, Clive. Walford.
0: Now, again, I'm a firm believer in a third year breakout for the tight end here, but he's somebody that kind of at the end of the year looked okay. I mean, he had a couple games here and there at the end of the game. I know like week 16 only had one catch. So I feel like, I feel like almost like I don't want to put him on my breakout list. I feel like Clive's going to fall into the category of taking another big step forward.
1: Yeah, I think it, I think you're right. If there was a a slot below, but breakout, but I think he's going to establish himself as a guy that you can um, count on. I think.
0: Yeah, he, I think I feel like now and, after I'm, like we're doing a podcast, I feel right. like he does not deserve to be on this list. And
1: and maybe he'll like um someone to be excited for for next year type of thing. He'll probably be it'll probably be a next year breakout. He'll
0: type. be on our next year episode of third year you know what, just go ahead and rewind this <laughs> and delete it out. Delete, or,
1: pretend like that never happened. Yeah, because
0: we don't edit the show, so. No, screw it. Yeah, we just let our mistakes go by.
1: Yep. Well, we'll cross him off the list. All right. Moving on. Now, um, this is a
0: guy that you really like a lot.
1: I mean, this is a guy that coming into last year's draft, I think we, you know, unanimously or whatever, we all thought that he was the best route runner in the class probably. And um, he well, re- not over Mario Cooper. No, no, you're right. Sorry, Amari second the best route second runner. Second best r- best route runner in the class. So really
0: concerns about his size. That was it.
1: Yeah, he he was a little bit a little bit tiny, but I think he's he proved over the you know the first year there that he can hold up even in the, like the kicking game and stuff like that. He was returning kicks and stuff. Um, but there's been nothing but great reviews basically of him coming out all throughout the off season and and really it's from the coaches saying how they're going to get him involved and stuff like that. So this is the kind of stuff the positive buzz that you kind of want to attach yourself to and, and then listen to um, is when the, co- the coach is like name a guy and say, Hey, we got to get this guy more involved.
0: Yeah. That's what I love to hear. I know they just signed Doug Baldwin to extension, right. but again, this is a guy they have, they signed to an extension last year for four years. So when I hear a coach, like you said, Hey, we have to make sure this guy gets his touches. Right. That's encouraging. Absolutely. To me. Yep. Definitely. As they want to start to throw the ball more with Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. even though we said they are a run first football team, but, he had some really good flashes last year. He had a game last year, uh, right? I mean, if you had him in your playoffs last year, week 13, he had 90 yards, and week 14, 104 yards with two touchdowns. Right. That, 104. That, was, that was his huge, that was his breakout game, uh, so to say. And if you're in kick returns yards, and he's, he's a coveted guy. So
1: here's a guy that I almost comp him to, like the guy that we are talking about um, previously in the third-year guy, he's similar to a John Brown to me. I can um, see that where neither one of them are really big with their playmakers, man, and they can run routes. And um, really, they just when they get the, when the ball is in their hands, they make plays. And, and that's kind of how I see him. He's,
0: yeah, he was on your breakout list for me. He's not really on my breakout list. He's a player I like a lot. But when I think of breakout, again, I'm thinking guys are going to produce really good numbers this year. And I feel like he falls into that category again where he, like, he's going to take another really good step right. forward this I mean, year.
1: I mean, it's probably one of those things where he'll get um, – he'll be a wide receiver three, and that's – to me, that's a guy that's – in your starting lineup, we kind of narrowed it. You know, we said that kind of earlier that – with the Duke Johnson thing uh, where he's – he may not be the, you know, the breakout type of thing, but he'll be able to be startable, which is pretty big for a second-year guy that was a, you know a third-round pick or whatever he was.
0: Yeah, I see him there. I see him as a fringe wide receiver three Mm -hmm. right around there, somebody that might be a little spotty here and there, most because of the offense that they play in as well and with the way how well Doug Baldwin played last year. Uh, But I do like John Lockett. I definitely like him dynasty format going forward and his long-term value. I think the future in Seattle in the passing game is Tyler Lockett. I was going to say
1: you called him John Lockett, which is awesome because you must have been combining John John Brown and John (laughs) Uh, Tyler Lockett. It's amazing. Yeah, it's what happens you must you... agree with me without even knowing it.
0: I've been working a lot of hours lately. So <laughs> got a lot going on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, speaking of a lot going on, I want to put this out there, too. I spoke with the guys over at myfantasyleague.com, the owners, actually on the phone, I think today. Okay. I say yesterday. If you won an MFL 10, I am so sorry. I've been so busy. I haven't mailed it out to all of you. I'm still gathering those last emails. Those will get forwarded over to them this week. I will be reaching out to the rest of you. Grab the rest of those emails. You will be getting your invite soon. I'm really. I apologize for really slacked off on that. All
1: right. Well, I want to reach out to everybody. Yep.
0: But I was talking to my our friends at myfantasyleague.com about opening more September Madnesses, and they said, "Hey, Rich, fill them up, buddy.
1: Fill them up. Do them Let's as much do this. as you want. Yeah. We
0: we got you." So again, a big shout out to our friends at myfantasyleague.com. Your go-to site for all your dynasty leagues hosting.
1: Yeah. Hosting they're, site. They're if you awesome. don't know
0: where to host your league, well, do it at myfantasyleague.com dot com or you're not doing it right. There you go. Um and we will be opening more uh September Madnesses, I think right around like next week or so. Coming t- coming to a computer near you. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Sammy Coates on this list for you?
1: Um, I th- I I think as a guy that could creep into the starting lineup there in in uh Pittsburgh, yeah, I think he's
0: for a second year player to break for, out to have any contribution would be a breakout year. And S- Pittsburgh always has that guy, that second receiver who's always does really well.
1: I think um for sure all the all the reviews have been coming out like glowing for Sammy Coates all throughout the offseason. Uh, he's just come in and he looks like a totally different player from last year. Which I mean, for all from all accounts, I mean he was pretty bad and lost last year. So I mean, I guess that might not be saying all yeah, that he's much. He's not on
0: my list, I'm sorry. He's not? No. I I'm very encouraged about Sammy Coates, yeah. but I refuse to put him on my breakout players list. Okay. Well, I put him on the encouraged list. Uh, if he does something, that's great. I still think Marcus Wheaton wins that second wide receiver spot. Okay. Personally.
1: We'll see. I think that guy's had enough chances where they know that he's kind of like the third wide receiver, and, and that's, as, that's as high as he's going to yeah, get. Yeah,
0: see, that makes sense to me, too, though. See? I wish you Washington. That's
1: why I think Sammy Coates is going to be the guy that ends up Emerging there.
0: See I, I'm so, see, I love that Pittsburgh offense and they always make their second wide receiver fancy relevant here. It's just I can't get behind Sammy Coates just yet over a couple of preseason practices and whatnot. I let me see in the preseason and let me go from there.
1: All right. Hey, but fair, he has the potential. Yes. I'll put him I'll
0: put him next to Terrell Pryor. All right. How about so, that?
1: Sounds good to me. Who's got the better Q B? Um for sure. Sammy Coates. allegedly. Uh, another guy on this list, we talked about him earlier, Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs, yeah. I don't know if we need to touch on him much no. more. I mean, I think he's he's obviously the starter there. He's a five, five-star five recruit, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm
0: buying. That. I'm trading for Sammy Diggs. I'm right. all in on Sammy Diggs. I'm Sammy, a fan. who's
1: the Sammy Diggs character? Stephon Diggs. <laughs> Sammy Did Diggs. Did I mention
0: is, I worked like 70 hours yeah, so far? Obviously, right? yeah. I'm Six just, days a week. Just busting it's, chops it's, now. It's, I'm insane. Yeah. Um, the guy we can put on this list is Kevin White.
1: Yep. Absolutely, because he did nothing last year because he obviously had the you know the leg fracture and he missed all of the year. So this is a guy that we can't I was super high on last year and I think for whatever reason I just think he, he's going to be the guy, um, not necessarily this year, but I think he's going to have a, a solid year and he's going to be just ushered in as the number one guy coming here. I think Kevin
0: White's going to have a good year. I think he's going to have an okay year to start. I think he's going to have a- good year as they get going i feel like down the stretch he's gonna have a really like he's gonna be something that we're really really excited about going into next year yeah. 17 i yeah, feel like he's gonna be an adp riser like no tomorrow
1: i agree because like, alshon jeffrey man he's already starting to crop up with with issues again soft tissue issues like this hammy again I've
0: and that's never what, been in all in on alshon
1: i mean I've, i i He was good, and he was really good when Brandon Marshall was there, and he was training with Brandon Marshall. It seems like ever since Marshall left, he's had issues with all these like soft tissue type of things. I think he's just going back to his ways where he's kind of – because he came into the league as kind of fat and lazy.
0: We just talked about him last week, right, about how you're overly excited about somebody. um, Was he on my sell list?
1: Uh, I can't. I can't remember.
0: I believe he was. He never had a thousand yard. Like everybody's all in. And he's never had a thousand yards. No a touchdown. His fantasy points come from touchdowns.
1: That was Michael Floyd we we're talking about. But oh okay. The, oh yeah, you're right. It was Michael yards. Floyd? Yeah. So that's all right. Confusion happens. You're right.
0: Alshon did have some. Uh, yeah, more yards than it. Yes. He's, he he's just some one of those guys that like I'm not all. I've never been all in on Alshon. Um, but Kevin White is definitely that guy. I I could definitely envision being all in on.
1: Yep. That's, I mean, what, that's what I'm talking about, man. I don't, I don't necessarily know that the production is going to be there, but by the end of the year, he's going to be the one that you want and to
0: And it have. wasn't all touchdowns on just Alshon. I mean, his sophomore no. year, he had 1,400 yards and 1,100 yards, and then he was down last year, but he only played nine games. so
1: He had a lot of soft-tissue crap come up, and that was after Brandon Marshall left and went to the Jets. I, it was one of those things where he was kind of fat, and then he started, he started training with Brandon Marshall, and he did awesome. And then Brandon Marshall left. He starts getting all these hamstring issues and all this crap cropping up i just have a feeling he's not training the same
0: and that could be somewhat of concern and it is concerning that they won't be able to come to a long-term deal in chicago as well i think they're if he's concerned. that good then you will come to that long-term deal
1: i think they're concerned as well
0: he did beast his second and third year right. 1400 yards seven touchdowns and 1100 yards and 10 touchdowns it's yep. pretty damn good that's very good but that's why he's also a top 12 dynasty startup player pretty much right on so another guy on the list here
1: um devin funchez
0: Corey, yeah, Corey Evans' article just went up of why he thinks Ke- Devin Funchess is going to have a really good th- year this year. Uh, I'm not in on Kevin, Kelvin Benjamin at all. Somebody Neither. else is going to have to catch the footballs there. I think Devin Funchess could be that guy, which is kind of weird because we were somebody that we were preaching anti-Devin Funchess just two, a year,
1: what, two years ago. Um, Yeah, last year we were um totally against him. Um, Tighten hips, I, said he wouldn't be good at all. And, and listen, he came in and, and he changed his body basically from what I saw in college, where he was really stiff and, and kind of big and bulky. But like we said, it was one of those things where he was switching between tight end and wide receiver, like back and forth year to year. in, in college where he never really got to train one position, you know, two years in a row. So I think that was def- definitely detrimental to him now that he's committed himself to wide receiver he looks good. He looks more fluid. He, you know, obviously has trimmed down a little bit, and and really, I mean, he started coming on at the end of the year and and looking like a, you know, like a guy that can have a breakout type of yeah. season.
0: And I know it's crazy, but if you're like, hey, dynasty right now, take one guy long term, Kelvin or Devin Funches, I'd almost lean, and not for not you couldn't trade him. You know what I mean? Not like obviously I'd take Kelvin because he had more trade value, but like if you couldn't trade him, like hey, take one of these guys. Who do you want? i am like, you yeah, know, it's going to be funches.
1: I would rather have fun chess as well. I'm, I'm not a big Benjamin guy.
0: Okay. Yeah, you never were no. a big Benjamin fan. No. So that's it. That's our second and third year breakout players.
1: Absolutely.
0: I'm sure a lot of them are shocking news to you. Right. Well, it's a little fodder, a little discussion. Absolutely. So that's that. Um, next week, we're going to have a little bit of preseason talk to talk about. It's going to be awesome. As the format's now going to slowly start to change here. Like, again, if you just started listening this summer, like, most of it, we do news and notes. That's pretty much be the whole show and how to basically manage your dynasty team throughout the season. Right, when to make moves, when not to make moves. Again, the best way to stay on top of it because each team's individual is hit us up on Twitter
1: and and absolutely uh, go ahead hit up
0: hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm
1: at Dynasty Matt.
0: You hit up the site at Dynasty Nerds.
1: And and these games, I mean, these next few weeks are really important. These are where you know there's going to be some sleepers that kind of. Emerge, and they're gonna. I mean, you know, we've been talking about some guys, but they're gonna solidify themselves as guys to really that you want to pick up on your waiver wire and, and stuff stash. like that. And stash. Yeah. So these are these next few weeks are definitely important. I know some people just don't pay any attention to the preseason games, but hey, man. If you don't want to, guess what? We will. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll relay re- the messages we'll relay to you. We'll the, relay the good people on to you. So yeah. so definitely. You don't
0: watch the fourth quarter of the Browns-Packers game? Right. Guess what? We will.
1: We will be. We'll so, relay
0: the information yeah. back to you.
1: Tune in, for sure, for that, those kind of little news and nuggets and stuff And like
0: remember, that. you need those guys. Remember, Dynasty is a long-term, patient game.
1: I mean, this is not, that's, I mean watching those games and paying attention and stuff. That's, I mean, that's how you get guys like Thomas Rawls last year off the waiver wire yeah. during training camp. I mean, that's – and now he's a starter that we're, that's on, like, a second-year breakout list.
0: And if you're in rebuild mode and you can accumulate a lot of these assets on your dynasty team, then all of a sudden, you know, probably not even next year, in maybe not 17, but all of a sudden in 2018, which is far away, but you're in rebuild mode, you have this monster squad. Right, you're stacked. Kick me. them in the nards. <laughs> monster squad oh all right (laughs) wolfman doesn't have nards
1: kick him there anyways (laughs) wolfman does have nards you've never seen monster squad no man what i haven't you oh is it on netflix or anything
0: i don't know i have it on blu-ray you can borrow it all right let your kids watch it it's you that's like one of my all-time classic movies never saw or like kids movies growing up that's like one of my all-time i've seen that movie probably like 100 times
1: awesome I'll, I'll check it out, man. I have kids. I'll watch it Yeah, with them. they'll
0: totally dig that movie. Yeah. Kick with me. Oh, man, Monster Squad. I'm a little disappointed in you. Sorry, man. man I never knew that about you. It's an <laughs> all-time classic.
1: <laughs> you, you made it you made it sound like I got some like some STD or something.
0: I mean, to me, that's up there with the Sandlot. It's right. like the Sandlot and Monster right. Squad and
1: Home Alone. I've definitely seen those other two.
0: <laughs> Did you like those two? Yeah, they were Well, awesome. then you're going to love Monster Squad. You yeah, like that's... monsters? You like the Wolfman?
1: Man? Um, I, I don't know who the Wolfman is. Dracula? Oh, of course.
0: Frankenstein? Yes. The mummy? Yes. The creature from the Black Lagoon?
1: Uh, not so much him. Well,
0: he's got a cameo as well. All right. <laughs> if you haven't seen Monster Squad, check it out. It's about 25 years old or so. Maybe a little bit older. I don't know. No big deal. I got it on Blu-ray. It's high death. Nice. So, but anyways. All right. All that for your Dynasty Pleasure on the podcast. But again, it's not just about the podcast. The podcast comes out every Wednesday. That's right. When you get to DynastyNerds.com, we have new articles up there every single day. Booyah. And hey, if you play Redraft, like me, not like Matt. I do not. I'm putting my Redraft rankings up there soon. Wow. I think like next week. Nice. Yeah, I got to get ready for this ESPN crap. Not crap. I'm sorry. ESPN awesomeness. Yeah. Jeez. So I need Redraft rankings for the site because I'm directing everybody at 900.com. Uh Like we said, September Madness will be opening again soon. We have ADP. We have Rankins, Rookie Rankins, Redraft Rankins. We have everything that you possibly need for your dynasty pleasure. They're all there. We're here for you, man. Mm-hmm. I got your back, each and every one of you.
1: hmm
0: Until then, we'll be back next week. Hasta luego. Manana. Hasta mañana. Ready, set, hunt, hunt. <laughs>